0: He's coming soon to a city near you, performing his live professional stand-up comedy. And you don't want to miss it. My good friend T.J. Miller will be in Colorado Springs March 4th through 6th at the Three E's. March 11th through 14th in Naples at Off the Hook. March 15th through 17th in Greenville, South Carolina at the Comedy Zone. If you want more details, go to TJMillerDoesNotHaveAWebsite.com. You can get tickets there and more information about his Doing It Right tour. And let me tell you, seeing him live is an amazing experience. So go check him out if you have a chance. I'll be out there on the road soon enough. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to the show. We sure appreciate your support. Enjoy. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with TJ Miller. I'm with uh, TJ Miller. We're doing a two-part episode from Lamps Plus. We're going be headed over to my
1: lamps
0: here in just a little bit we're, we're uh, digging down deep to get to the bottom to stay on top and uh, you know what i think we should do a little where were you we haven't done that in a while when you weren't wherever you are now where were you um i'm curious where you've been i'm chattanooga um, tennessee you're in chattanooga uh i'm actually in idaho right now i've been uh, traveled around are you really colder yeah i'm in idaho uh oh, i didn't tra- know
1: that you guys were going that far
0: Oh yeah. No, we've been all over the US. We're, you know, my goal is to my kids just have some type of fist fight in all 50 states at this point. (laughs) Um, they have been now, uh, one thing, great thing about having kids though, TJ, and you're going to learn this is we've discussed it a little bit. Um, kids are fun to lie to. And I convinced them, uh, yesterday that, um, I was injured very badly when I was attacked by a lion. I've already told you that they think I was attacked by a lion at one point. Spent a little bit of time in the hospital. And, um, the only way they were able to save me is they, they filled me with, uh, an ample supply of giraffe's blood. It's <laughs> <laughs> I have giraffe's blood. Do you really, do they really believe it? Well, when seven, I mean, I think he believes I have giraffe's blood flowing through my body. It feels pretty good. Um, and you told him it feels good. Not the giraffe's blood, but lying to a kid
1: feels good. Yeah. But so you, we're doing, so you said you were attacked <laughs> by a tiger?
0: Yeah. I, you know, and I have a skin, does skin that, problem. Does April,
1: I, uh, does April corroborate these? Well, I have a little skin.
0: I have a a skin problem. I have some psoriasis, uh, um, you know. And and I've. It's easier to just tell them. I was was attacked by a lion, and you know, we were both just lying. I always say you should see the lion, and you know, we were. You know, you look over, and we were just sort (laughs) of lying in pools of our own blood. and Eventually, they took me off, and they filled me with. They gave me giraffe blood because that's what they had, and that's why I'm. uh, the size that I am, you know, uh, that part doesn't really track. That part doesn't track so well. That part is not um, tracking. As well. I'm, an, I'm in Idaho. I've met some interesting people, TJ. I want to tell you, we're at Lamps Plus, by the way. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the previous episode. But um, we're at Lamps Plus. Um, we're kind of stuck here. It's day four. We, we were going to head over to
1: Minus Lamps. And I can't yeah. wait for us to do our first broadcast from desks. And that's it. <laughs>
0: also everything but lamps that's also a good store um i met one guy who it's suggested, a big store <laughs> yeah I, he suggested i go snowmobiling um he said he lost 30 pounds snowmobiling um, Oh, strange yeah, which, diet but okay yeah i don't i've never heard of the snowmobiling diet that was the first thing that came to my head and i said well what i mean what happened out there did you did the snowmobile break down and?" did you have to kind of live off the land or how did that, how did he lose 30 pounds? He was, he was a very, he was a big guy. Uh, even with the snowmobiling habits that he had. Um, he also with. was a dog, also a dog bragger, which I wanted um, to talk to you about.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about that.
0: People brag about their dogs. You're and they, come up, they come up with like weird, like he's like, my dog can run 20 miles an hour. He's like I timed him with my car. What? Yeah, a lot of things wrong with that story for me. With,
1: um, with that statement, it's not
0: even really a story. <laughs> Why are you timing your dog? Plus, you don't the pride people have for their dogs. You didn't give birth to the dog, you know. So I don't, I don't really understand. So. I don't understand the level of pride people have um, with the speed of their dog. You already bragged about your snowmobiling habits. Now you're bragging about the speed of your dog. Uh, these are some of the people I'm meeting out on the road. So that's so I, I like that though.
1: So me. I like that dog bragging. I
0: think that's It's called dog bragging. I think he was insecure because the other dog there was another guy there and that dog was like really cool. It was like a Saint Bernard and his dog was kind of a little scrappy dog. And I think he felt insecure and he was like I better kind of up the stakes here and brag about my creature uh that you know because they're giving too much attention to the saint bernard and then he started bragging about how fast his dog was and i saw no evidence of the speed of his dog
1: well also i mean you would have done this i'm not sure i would have but there's a small component of this just a small one which is where's the video i mean really if you're really willing to brag about your dog at this sort of level, why would you not have, you timed him with your car and you don't have a a video of it? I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah, that's true. That,
1: that makes about as much sense as a dead dog in the heat of June in Austin, Texas. But you should see a dead dog in the winter, Danny. Woo! <laughs>
0: It's uh, Jump Around Tuesday here. We're talking about some of the places that we've been. You're in uh, Chattanooga?
1: Yeah, I mean, we could call it Move Around Monday. I mean, it is Monday. Okay, okay. The alliteration works a little better there. Chattanooga, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Went here, did a show at the Comedy Catch uh, about a month and a half before my birthday. It's two years ago. And loved the town so much. Love the club so much, love the audiences so much that uh, I came back about a month and a half later and had my birthday here. And, I was and with you. yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm not really trying to this is sort of my my, my birthday, my my story.
0: You know. Okay.
1: It's not it's not as much about, you know, if you're there and what you you know, I'm just trying to
0: here, I just turned the lamp I'm off. Of, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, I'm kind of another I'm, kind of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of talking about Chattanooga, you know, and less yeah, about yeah. Uh, me or you or anything like that. So, but uh, it was great to be there with my friends. April Levy was there. Uh, Kate was there. I was there. My mother-in-law. We made that mistake, you know. She was there. Um, but i love this city even coming back here and i had a bad
0: experience so i want to talk yeah we, we talked about when you, you fell in the fish tank right what's that the fish tank you know there's a big aquarium in chattanooga didn't you uh there is a, few a big nights?
1: aquarium more than a few
0: <laughs> do you ever attribute stories to people that weren't their stories and just hope they run with it I gotta well, tell you, what um,
1: I, just did. I met I met a head shark there, and I really hammered him home. <laughs> uh, no, I you know I even getting back. So I had a very bad experience flying in, and Cash knows this. I'll sometimes make decisions that are bad decisions because of a confluence of factors. So here's an concave. example: concave, concave is confluence the new concave? Who knows? Could be, could be. So, um, you know, I had a bad situation, so uh, I can make bad decisions because of a confluence of factors. Often they are, uh, graciousness, generosity, um, a sense of irony, uh, the desire to create comedy and general kind of nihilistic apathy. So those things all came together in the situation where I was you know this is a small club in Chattanooga, Tennessee called the Comedy Catch. And I said, um, you know, he said, look, we can put you up at the hotel. There's a hotel a couple blocks away, or we have the comedy condo. And I said, well or there's the the fish
0: tank. He said, or there's the fish tank. Yeah.
1: I did I left that one out. So And there was the fish tank. That was an option, you know, and I'm glad you're really hammerheading that out. You're a real shark. Uh, No, but truly, you know, I, I thought, I said, look, this guy's probably suffering financially. We all are. I am. I mean, let's not forget lest we forget. And I said, well, you know, is the condo nice? And he sent me a video and it seemed fine. And I said, will that save you any money? So, yeah, it'll save me about 300 plus bucks. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a couple of things. One, I'm going to do this guy a solid and save him some money, right? To put towards this club flourishing. And I said, I'm also going to lean into the fact that I'm kind of an 80s comic going from town to town. I haven't been home. In uh, two and a half weeks, and I won't be home for another month and a half. So, this will be almost a two month out of not in New York City type of situation, you know, never really going home. Um, and I said, Well, let me just lead into it. I'll stay at the condo. It'll be a shitty condo. That'll be funny, you know, because it'll be funny to kind of do the, you know, that old road joke about. John Fox used to come in all of the mayonnaise jars. And so there was mayonnaise. Never eat the mayonnaise in the the comedy condo because this, this famous comic ejaculated it. And he's famous, by the way, for this story. People don't remember John Fox as the comedian. They remember that he's the guy that supposedly came in all of these... I mean, it's so disgusting, I can't imagine it. They really... The thing that is truly disturbing to me is not the malice with which you would have to ejaculate into mayonnaise, but the disturbing and haunting thing that never leaves me is the moment where he is, he's orgasming and his penis is in a jar of <laughs> I, don't- I mean, As a, as a let, me, let me say, as a person, as a man, as a human, as anything, you just don't want to get to a place in your life where you've got your dick in a mayonnaise jar, and you're reaching the moment of climax—that moment where you're supposed to be creating other life. Instead, your dick is in a Hellman's mayonnaise jar. It's
0: just I don't. I don't. I've crazy. never believed that story. I've never believed that story. But you heard it, Have you heard it. I, I, I've heard it, and I, I, I knew. I worked with John Fox a, a bunch of times, and I don't. I don't believe really, that. Really? What was he like? What was he like? Oh, I thought he was a nice guy, and I, I don't I don't believe that story. He had a bit of a larger-than-life um, uh, image that probably perpetuates the myth that that happened. But, I mean, I will say he he did have some impulse control problems. Let me tell you about my <laughs> New Year's Eve story. Um, we were yes, together. that's what I'm saying. We yeah. were in a mayonnaise factory. No, no, no. <laughs> we were in a mayonnaise factory. We were... Um, no, we were we were working together um in Reno and um it was New Year's Eve and he was gambling I I think he I think he probably had won about $750 and uh we walked up you know our rooms were next to each other at the hotel I said goodnight he went into his room and I went to sleep it was like 3:30 in the morning or something and the next day i saw him around noon i'm like john man that's a great way to start the new year you know you won three uh, hundred and fifty 350 he's like ah oh, ah shit you know he's like i i'm down a thousand bucks or something like that i'm like what, what? He's like, yeah I, I didn't go to sleep i went back down and ah, I shit the bed you know he's like dude <laughs> wait so, so wait a second you guys were staying in the casino Yeah, so he actually, he didn't go to sleep, I thought he had ended the night. He just kind of had to go back down. Now, just to say, I want to be fair with the story. I don't remember the exact numbers of what he lost or won, but it was, he definitely went back down and didn't have such a good New Year's. And I I remember thinking like, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of an input. Like, you know, we were, it was over. He had won. I mean, it was done, you know, but, um, so there's a bit of an excessive personality thing. But different people kind of do, it's, you know, it's fascinating
1: to me. It's like, and I don't, I don't know. I think there are some things that I, sometimes I get to drinking and then I really get to drinking. Or sometimes I sort of say, you know, I'm having pizza tonight. Let's have two different types of pizza, you know, and enjoy that pizza. But gambling has never been something I do. I'll win. If I win once, I won just once, but I think I won $2,700. And no part of me wanted to go back and give any of that back to the. I mean, I'd won. I did it. It's over. COVID 19. And so it was this amazing, right? And so you don't want to butt. That's the point of gambling. That's why they have the hotels there, so that you can, you can sit down and you can go. You know, I can turn this seven fifty into fifteen hundred. You know,
0: yeah,
1: I can make another three hundred dollars, and then yeah, then you go back down. That's how they stay. That's the impulse of anybody who. But I got to say, I appreciate the story. I think it's very interesting. Let me say also. I, will say, I don't think it has a good goddamn thing to do with sticking your dick in a man, mayonnaise I, jar.
0: I just don't buy it. I think, I, look, I, I thought he was, I liked him. I thought he was a nice guy. He was always nice to me. That's all I can say. And I, I don't think that's something I, I you know, I, I think it's an you unfair know, but, myth.
1: I, I think it's an unfair myth, but I also think it's an unfair myth that everyone says that you cash levy shit in the mustard. They always say don't <laughs> eat the Dijon mustard because <laughs> cash took a ding dong dump in the mustard. I, I think that's unacceptable. <laughs> I don't like that.
0: Hey, let's do a let's do a, a triple banger lightning round. Triple banger, triple banger, lightning, banger round.
1: lightning round question.
0: Um, question one actually for this one, but I got to say, what kind of, we're talking about dog bragging, what kind of dog would you be? Would I be? Yeah. If you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? Boxer. Okay.
1: I mean, that's what I'd want to be. I think probably with who I am, I'd be an Irish wolfhound. You know, I'd be this gigantic, unwieldy animal that no one would really want to own. That would be a great idea that Kate Kate would think, wow, what a great idea to uh, you know, we could have this great dog and then you get the dog and you're like, we don't have room for him. Get him out of here. He's unwieldy. That's what I am to Kate right now. Unwieldy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True rolling lightning around question two. Question two Question two Question two Grape Nuts. Who's insulted?
1: Uh, buddy, I, I I don't usually do this. I think you've done this one before.
0: No, no, no. I did. Who's insulted? But not grape nuts.
1: I think the grapes. I think it's I the think grapes. So I mean, yeah, I think so too. Grapes are these succulent, beautiful, decadent. No one was ever seen feeding a Roman god nuts. You know, That's no right. one was like, "Here's your walnuts." Yep. But grapes, and then grape nuts. Look nothing like n- grapes. They're, they have nothing to do with grapes. They're just, and I think what I never realized until this moment, I think grape nuts. They're saying, "Don't these look like grape seeds?" Yeah. Right. And Kate, and actually, it's crazy that you mentioned this because recently I read an article about how comfort food-wise, they were running out of grape nuts, and they were on back order. So I ordered two boxes and we have maybe four. We definitely have two boxes of grape nuts in our home in New York City and
0: And they have their own ringtone, right? They have their own ringtone. Gosh, this is
1: that is so hurtful. I can't even begin to start.
0: Yeah, I
1: think I think uh, I, I think if I, if we eat grape nuts, Kate and me, if we eat Kate and I Kate and I eat great, grape nuts in like, I guess it'll be two and a half months before we see each other. That'll be the first time I've had grape nuts in like 25 years, 30 I haven't years.
0: had them in that long either. I think they just came back, right? Well, there was something
1: where people started to order them during the pandemic thinking, I used to like grape nuts and then more and more people ordered them and they just didn't understand the demand. The people at Grape Nuts were like, did you hear we just got 10 more orders? We only have eight boxes. Well, shit. Get the smaller boxes. We need to start making more Grape Nuts. The guy's father is like, there's only three of us that work here anymore, okay? It's me, you, and your mother who you just yelled at to get smaller boxes.
0: Um. So we've both been out on the road for at least a month now. Is that correct? Yeah, it's been something. I mean, again, you're sort of doing the life
1: road, and I'm doing a different, different, like a 1980s yeah. comedian.
0: Yeah, it's for really different, weird. different reasons. And I so love I'm, Chattanooga. Yeah. No, it's. um, We were able to ski for one day, and I heard an old, fr- an old. Uh, I wanted to run by you because you're from Colorado Um, where they always say that the final run of the day, they always warn you that the final run of the day is, is the most dangerous run. The last run of the day. I, I often hear that. They'll say, yeah, be careful that last run of the day. That's always the most dangerous. And it, I mean, it doesn't quite make sense to me. It, it, yeah, the last run of the day is going to be the most dangerous cuz that's one you get hurt and then you don't do another one cuz you got airlifted off the mountain. Like you statistically it would be the last run of the day that's the most dangerous, right?
1: Well, I don't want to be the <laughs> No, I mean I don't know. I, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the guy that I I don't want to be a ski Colorado guy, but I will I'll say this. So but how, how often really,
0: were people? Yeah.
1: So they're not really talking about that. What they're saying, and we—that was not a saying in Colorado. I don't
0: think. Um, but what they're saying is, you're tired. The whole run, I know I know they're saying that. The time. But you often didn't intend for that to be your final run. The reason you got hurt is, yes, you were tired. But the final run of the day, you were—you might have been tired, but you would have kept going until you got hurt. That's what I'm saying. So it's, I don't think it makes any sense. No, I think a lot of people quit early. There's this whole
1: hilarious culture of people that go up and do a couple of runs, like really easy runs, like just green runs, like they take yeah. a chairlift up. It's almost like sightseeing, except instead of walking down, you slide down really, really slowly. And they go up and they do a couple of runs, and then around lunchtime, which you know can be 11 or 10 a.m., they just go, oh. It's time for Let's get hot cider and be near the fire. And then the whole rest of the day is just getting drunk.
0: Now, I know there's a, of lot the of people, there's a lot of people
1: that the whole point
0: cool. is the eating. Look, this is an essential question of human nature, but I, I really believe. No, I don't believe think it's the eating.
1: No, 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 I don't think it's the eating. I think no, it's and the, the drinking. I think it's the drinking and the fire. I think right. it's the hot cider and the fire. Ooh, I was well, in the cold for three hours. Now, now yeah. I'd like to spend seven hours drinking and paying a, a, a babysitter to get dominoes.
0: An essential question of human nature that I have is perhaps, and this is more of a question, or maybe a practical living in the modern age. In fact, I'll just do it that way. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we
1: bring you practical living in the modern age.
0: I believe that the Olympic sport should not be the skiing. It should be carrying the skis. And wearing the boots from the parking lot. I think that is the great achievement, is to actually even get out there. What I, mean, do you think I, will,
1: I, I think there should be an Olympic sport in <laughs> renting boots and skis. <laughs> renting it. Because it is <laughs> infuriating to go in there and try on the boots, <laughs> and there's at least a half an hour of saying, well, how, how tight is it supposed to be? Well, you, your toe should be at the front of it. But not all the way. Well, now it's really at the front. Well, then kick your heel. Okay, I did. It's still at the front. Well, it should feel a little snug. Does it feel snug? It feels very snug. Okay, it shouldn't feel very snug, but it should feel kind of snug. Okay, cool. But I can't feel my heel right now. Oh, you'll be dead in an hour. What would you say? Nothing. Do you want bigger (laughs) skis or do you want smaller ones? And then there's this whole era where they said, you want to pay a little bit more, we'll give you parabolic skis. Yeah, and these are these skis and I always thought to myself
0: parabolic is it the new concave? <laughs> I I think it's funny how the the actual runs they increase the danger level with the names of the runs like the green runs are always like uh you know, sunrise or you know, sunset or something, you know, they're very gentle and then the blue runs are like Peekaboo Street. There's a Peekaboo Street on every uh in every single do you think sesame street yeah uh you know um but then you get to the blacks and the black diamonds are often like i mean there was one called glory hole that i went down glory hole um you know you've got and then it gets more and more like serious you know death wish um you know ruptured spleen mother will end up crying tonight (laughs) Did you go down Did Broken Fibia? Yeah, I went down Broken phibia. That was a tough one. Yeah.
1: My favorite one, my favorite run was It Just Didn't End Up Working Out. <laughs> I also loved, I, I really like, it's a little bit, it's in the back bowls. You know, you got to find your way to it. But, uh, wow, funerals are expensive. That was a great run. I love that. <laughs> that was great. That was a double black, wasn't it? That was a double black diamond. That was a big thing, too, is if it's a black or a black
0: diamond. There was a triple black, uh, last will and testament, that I tried to go down.
1: Love that one. Not as difficult – or, sorry, much more difficult than last will or just testament. (laughs) Hey, do you want to – Double barrel. It was a double barrel. It was two alleyways.
0: It was. Yeah, I'd love to go
1: skiing. You and I should go skiing. So you've gone skiing during this time?
0: Uh, yeah, just, we went once, um, and, um, yeah, it was,
1: How do um, How the boys do? Do they do well?
0: They're fun. They're, they're great. And they have no fear, which is always pretty healthy to see them just go straight down the mountain. I don't think they've, you know, developed the ability to stop even really. So that's, you know, that's always. Did, they, uh,
1: did they fall a lot or not?
0: Yeah, they, they'll, they'll fall when they're about to hit something. That's kind of their strategy. That's a pretty good strategy. Let's do a little. Uh, let's do a few maskers. What do you think? Yes, I love it, and I sent you one
1: today for sure. We've been. I've been looking at all of these, and I love them. Um, here's this is Dane Milner. Love the motherfucking profile picture on this guy. I mean, he is, and I love it. his bio. Says you can observe a lot by just watching Yogi Berra. Dane Miller, I think the human equivalent of a dog shaking is when you just kind of use your hands like squeegees and sort of quickly swipe off as much water as you can. Doesn't get it all, but it's not that bad. Thoughts? So a little hard to follow, but I think the human equivalent of a dog shaking is when you just kind of use your hands like squeegees and sort of swipe off so here's what it is: a dog shaking off the water is what he means. So you know when a dog gets out of a pool, it sort of shakes completely, yeah. to get all the water off. He's saying use hands like squeegees and quickly swipe off as much water as you can. So yeah, when you have water all over yourself and you, you know, you're quickly trying to get it off there, and then you just move on. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. What it is is it's let's minimize the wet the wetness damage. And let's go about our day as if we're no longer wet. That's really what it is. A dog is basically shaking and going, hey, I'm not wet. And you're like, yeah, you're still wet. He's like, no, Nat, I just shook. And that's what a human's yeah. doing. Oh, let me get this off. Okay, I'm all good. There's still water all over you. Yeah, yeah, but less water. So let's, let's not talk about it.
0: <laughs> if your dog can run 20 miles an hour, he doesn't need to do the shake even. Exactly. David Hammer writes, why do all bouncy houses have an open floor plan?
1: Oh, I love that.
0: I think we talked about bouncy houses on a previous episode. I, I don't, I think living in a bouncy house could be a good experience. You know,
1: there's gotta be know, a joke. I'm, that. I'm definitely writing this down. Thank you. Who, who is the one who masked that?
0: That's David Hammer. It was hammer time. I'm on the on the show, Hammer
1: Time, David Hammer. Yeah, well, yeah. I got to tell you
0: what what it.
1: is the real estate agent? That's what it is for a bouncy house. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of potential here. You know, you can really, as long as you're, uh, you know, you could. This could be a whole living room. You just can't put any furniture with sharp edges on or anything like that. This is really an open floor plan, and here you could put a fireplace in, but it would kill. 10 to 15 four-year-olds. So just, but now, and over here, I want to show you this. This is the master bathroom. And by that, I mean, in this area, you can urinate and it'll run off into the garden. <laughs> I mean, that's just perfect. All right. Jeanette. Jeanette seven, three, two, one. All right. Could really use a high five ladle style. Been kicking ass at life after getting up from a big knockdown maskers can ladles high five i love it i'm loving it I'm, I'm trying to hold on when you shake hands with somebody are you creating a
0: mutual ladle yeah it's a double it's a double ladle it's a double but you're
1: you're both holding your hands in a way that it will hold some liquid that mm-hmm. feels like it's the creation of a mutual ladle um what do you think uh, can ladles high five
0: yeah, I think ladles can high-five. I've seen it before. I think especially after... They I'll tell you this. You shouldn't high-five another ladle if you're tired, because it'll be the last high-five that you do.
1: it <laughs> be the last ladle.
0: It's the last I've ladle. <laughs> Ground, wait, Hound Grogs Day writes, do old-fashioned people still lick their emails before sending?
1: yeah yes Another one. i love that
0: you know my parents sent me a um,
1: we call that it from the three-point
0: line swish right yes from downtown yes my parents sent me a telegram uh in college and i did it uh i was in a play and they sent me a telegram um <laughs> and it was a really cool like old-fashioned sort of gesture it was like congratulations on your you know, or break a leg or whatever it was, but it was like, stop. it was cool to receive a telegram and experience what I think that'd like. be
1: great. And a singing telegram is just not as cool, but that would be, no. I wish we could still send telegrams. Stop. Stop. You know, I think that's great. I want to say to Jeanette though, let we want to give you a virtual ladle high five, because the only time you high five with ladles is after, as Jeanette has been doing, after you've been kicking ass at life, after getting up from a big knockdown. You think about it, two cooks high five with ladles once both of them taste their respective soups, right? And they go, fuck yeah. (laughs) That's me turning... When two when two lamp salesmen both make a big sale together, they go,
0: "Yeah." So, genetic, oh my god! All I, the lights thing is wait, graduation! All the lights just went out. What? Yeah, we're at lamps plus. I don't know what, what, we, what. Now it's just the plus. What? What do we do now? <laughs> There's only one thing left to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> of all the things I thought that you might go towards. I do not think you're like <laughs> only one thing left to make Yoda come in the mayonnaise. <laughs> More maskers to come on the next episode. A uh, little hair from here.